Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. I'm joined today by a full complement of brothers. Uh, nice to see you, Matt, Fran, Paddy and Andy. You all look a little dejected after Liverpool lost again at home, 1-0 to Brighton. They're now fourth in the league and it looks as though the chances of retaining the title have well and truly gone. Matt, it was another disappointing home performance. Yeah, I think the I think the post euphoria of beating Tottenham and and, and West Ham um, has come to a kind of a, a standstill, really, because we thought that that might be a turning point point in the uh, in our season to get us back back up near the top. But it seems like our form this this season, unfortunately, is going to continue to be indifferent, and it's going to be it's going to be indifferent just because of the wide widespread injuries we have, and I think we've got to understand that. And I think now we've got to shift our priority maybe to not thinking about winning the title and, and just trying to finish in the top four because it's just been a kind of... Um, Is it me or was Matt sound a bit like Sean Dyche today? Sean Dyche, yeah, yeah. I've got a bit of a croaky voice today, so yeah. Um, um, Paddy's completely disturbed my flow then, so I will I will hand hand it over to Paddy to, uh, to respond to that. No, and also just to say, I think it was a really disappointing result, James. Um, but I think what's important to to mention maybe is um, the performance of Brighton. I thought Brighton played really well, and I think sometimes it's difficult when Liverpool get beat to kind of give praise to the other team. But as opposed to the likes of West Brom and Burnley, I thought Brighton put a good performance in, and it was just hugely disappointing for us. The thing is, though, if you if, if you if you if you look at the stats as well, James, I mean, we only mustered up eleven shots in that game but there was only one on target as well. So it goes back to what we've been talking about in the previous weeks, that we're just lacking potency really, really at home. Oh, I mean, it's um, it's gone from bad to worse, hasn't it? Because, you know, after that 60-odd game, unbeaten home run at Anfield, we, um, we lost the record and now we've lost twice on the spin. I wouldn't call it a crisis anymore because it's more of an acclimatisation now to the fact that we're probably going to struggle at times this season, have these dips while we're waiting for key personnel to return. Andy, I do think, and we'll come back to it, and we've discussed it already, that you have to look at this result. Uh, You have to look at our results this season in the context of there being these very significant injuries. It's uh, a proper consideration. But I was still really disappointed with the performance the other night because if you look at the team on paper it was a better side than Brighton I know they have a bit more continuity Uh, there were problems with recent injuries that we've had obviously in that match as well but Brighton outshot us they got more shots on target they actually looked a better team and I think Liverpool although you can't expect sparkling football, could and should have done a lot better and certainly shouldn't have lost the match. Yeah, James, it's um, disappointing, but we've come now to realise this season that Liverpool are going to be prone to these types of performances. And it's just, it is really staggering to think that last year, in most games, you thought, well, even though Liverpool were having dips during the game, they were always going to come good and they would always carve three or four good chances out. At the moment, I can't, Certainly in the Brighton game, I couldn't see the likelihood of us scoring. 
which is such a drastic yeah. change to last season. Mo had a few good chances, didn't he? We had two chances, one in the first half, which I don't think was a sitter. So he took it down well and just skied it. And I think the second half, a ball was put across the, bo- across the box by Trent and he probably ought to put that on target. But other than those two chances, Brighton looked far more dangerous going forward. I, just, I disagree slightly. I think Ball's chance in the first five minutes was a, was a great chance. He's been banging goals in, and I'm not going to criticise him too much, but I thought it was a great opportunity. And what was more significant for me was the ball played over by Henderson. And this might come on to the topic of conversation as we go through the pod, is that Henderson there with that ball over the top, straight through to Mole, I think that's what we're missing. And we'll go into it, I'm just saying... Um, it was a great ball from Henderson and not having him playing in midfield, doing a great job at centre-half, I think we're missing something. You can't be pleased with that from the fact that... What am I pleased with? Well, you're saying that Osella, in terms of just the wider point that I made, a more general point about Liverpool's chance creation, I mean that if you're looking at those types of chances from Salah, a touch and a shot as being one that he ought to finish, last year Liverpool were getting into positions... Would do a sitters. He's been on great balls. form though, hasn't he, Salah? Yeah, no, but you, you would expect him probably to do better. I mean, I'm not. We're not criticising him, but I think just because he's banged in so many goals this season, you, you know, you, you sometimes just need them to go in, don't you? That that, that miss. He, he misses chances though, doesn't he, Andy? Quite a lot, Salah. That miss shouldn't shouldn't be so significant to the game. One missed chance, and this comes to the wider point though, friend, that I'm making. Before you interrupt me again, sound <laughs> um, like a threat. <laughs> The wider point is that it's, disapp- <laughs> it's disappointing in the game to just have these uh, sort of sporadic chances in the game where you think, oh, well, you know, had Salah, you know, cancelled perfection, Salah should be finishing every chance he gets. He's going to, as James says, he's going to miss a lot, a lot of chances in games. But the fact is, that game, two chances, I can remember, is just not good enough. For the personnel you've got on the pitch against a team like Brighton, who... Admittedly, they played well today, but they're not, um, in terms of their team, they're not the greatest team in the Premier League. So it's just that in itself to me. If you miss chances, fair enough, but it's for that team not to create any chances in that game is just staggering. Boys, boys, so, so, do, you, do you think the lack of continuity of the team in the Premier League gets found out? Just because the standard is so is so good. Brighton have obviously had a had a team that's, that's pretty similar all the time. We're, we're just chopping and changing the team every every single every single week or every single game, it seems like. I mean, and that was emphasised by the fact that Ali, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was, a, it, it just, it kind of didn't surprise us, but we were gutted when Ali was uh, injured before the game or well, he was ill, wasn't he? Illness and he, and he missed the game and it was just kind of, you thought, oh, it's this this thing again where we're just missing, missing plays for key games. What do you mean found out? Do you think the fact that is that they know that the Liverpool team's going to be disjointed so we can attack them because yeah, they well, lost it. Or you're saying that... Because they, I don't think they could predict... How they, how could they find find us out before the game if we've got different personnel? So doesn't that make us more unpredictable, the fact No, no, them? because, well, I don't think so in the Premier, Premier League because we've got a different defence every single game, largely. And we've got a different midfield every single game. So it's like, you know, how can you build? How can you how can you win win look to win the title when you're changing them to them two lines week in, week out? It's become a thing though, Matt, hasn't it? I mean, Pad can tell us about the XG, which is about uh the point that you raised, Fran, about well, that there's a chance he's gotta take it, whereas Andy's point, countervailing point, 
he should be creating more chances. But it's become a thing for Liverpool, this low block, uh, particularly at home. It's become a bit of an issue where Liverpool are running out of ideas. I mean, you can see the difference when we play away from home in the last two games against slightly more uh, offensively ambitious sides. I say only slightly. Um, but it makes you think that they've got a mental block now, pardon the pun, with low block at Anfield. The confidence is quite low. Um, the, the chances that are coming are half chances and they're not being put in the back of the net, which is probably consistent with the fact that Salah and Firmino, Mane missing the other night, do miss a lot of chances. But normally, Pad, it, it's, it, it isn't an issue because the, the XG is much higher. Yeah, the XG was a bit lower. I think Brighton beat us in the XG. It was closer than what I thought. I thought Brighton had the best chances um, and deserved winners. Uh, I think the XG was 1.2 to 1.1 to Brighton. I thought it was a bigger margin. We just Yeah, we didn't. We looked flat. We didn't create enough. Um, we just looked exhausted, as, as Klopp said. Um, I think... There's loads, loads of reasons why, um, and I think you've just got to give give the lads a bit of bit of leeway. They're doing the best. Um, it was nice to see them come back when when we won those two games. I thought, all right, they've not gone away. They're still there, and then you see how they played against Brighton, the same group of lads, pretty much, and they just look tired. So I'm not worried in the long term, but I do think this team just needs a bit of like a. Just needs a break. It just needs either a physical break or it just needs a, a bit of luck or a big win just to just to turn the season a little bit because they just look um they just look drained for me and even Klopp's a bit like that as well. He he's some of his comments in recent weeks um just seem a bit like he's making excuses and he's getting a bit um almost ratty a little bit. So I I think it's just taken a toll. Like it's been lockdowns been it's been. It's been tough on everyone and Liverpool's very much a club with a heartbeat and the way Klopp sets up his team, it's a very emotional team and they're all together and I think missing the fans and not being able to celebrate has just had <coughs> long-term effects on, on the team and um, I, yeah, I just maybe this isn't our year and we just need to give the lads a bit of a summer off and, and we'll go again once the squad's back and... Um, have have a good go in the Champions League and just try and enjoy it at the end of the season. Try and get some big scalps. Be nice to take um, cities at the weekend. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help though, does it? That um, for that particular fixture, Ali's injured. I mean, I know Queeve made some good saves and wasn't at fault for the goal, but you you'd rather have Ali back in the team. And obviously, Mane is not playing. And I know Mane has played during that run of five games when we were were struggling to score. Um, any goals really but it just doesn't help that um they're missing you know you forget as well that Fabinho's missing Curtis Jones looked to be a decent offensive option in terms of offering something a little bit different but he's not brought on until very late in the game and then you you see Origi and Ox uh, coming off the bench looking pretty ineffective so We've definitely got some problems at the moment, but I think it's clearly referable to all of the, the disruption with the injuries that we've had this season. And it's it's taken its toll psychologically on the players, as we've discussed. Matt, 
are we out of the title race now? We're seven points behind City. City have won nine consecutive matches in the Premier League and they've got a game in hand, but obviously they play us on Sunday. I think as a Liverpool fan, you would never say that you're out of the title race until it's mathematically possible. But I think we've got to be realistic. And I like what you said um, a bit ago about the climatisation. I think we've just got to realise that actually maybe the top four is more realistic because we've had that run of five games and we thought, okay, this is a blip. But it's gone to show that even though we won them them two games against West Ham and, and, and Tottenham, we've actually faltered again. So I think that might take a little bit of pressure off the lads. Um, and I think that, bizarrely, um, we could do better in the Champions League, actually, because the more one-off games and we might be able to get get ourselves more up for them games... So it, it might it might be it might be in our benefit actually in a way that that we can focus more and more on the Champions League as well as obviously trying trying to get top four. Um, I, don't, I don't know I'm, what you think about. I'm not that. sure I if know. I like this idea of everything being clutch and, and us holding on to the fact that the Champions League's coming about because what you've got to remember is once the Champions League comes about again, obviously the standard and the quality increases and improves, and if you make any mistakes or if you don't turn up. On a on a night to play a European game, then you're gonna the caliber of teams you're playing against are gonna punish you, and you're gonna be out of the Champions League before you can before Andy can cough again. <laughs> so the, the, the reality is, what we need to do, and it's like I was listening to what you were saying before, Paddy, about time. The reality is, the players haven't got time. We haven't got a break. There's no breaks coming up really. We've got games coming thick and fast, tough games. And maybe, and it sounds surprising because we wouldn't usually say this five or six years ago, is actually we've got a tough run of games coming up against the against the you know the top teams, and that may benefit us because consistently we're, we're proving to do well against the better teams. It's, it's the lesser teams where we're we're not performing or we're not getting the result. Well, that's why the chance. Yeah, but I, we might have a chance because we play teams that are a bit more open against us. We've performed against them. We've we've got some pretty good wins this year. So, so why can't we kind of reserve our energy for those big Champions League? Games? Yeah, but what what we point is is that if you don't turn up in a particular game, like we didn't really turn up against United in the cup. If you don't turn up because of this consistency, then you've only got it's two legs, isn't it's it? It's over, isn't it? That's the what the Champions League, Someone, you can be out. You know, you, a team can punish you if you lose the away leg in saying. Champions League. I hear what you're saying, Fran. It's a good point. Sorry, Matt. But um, I, I think what the, pa- the point that Paddy makes is right, isn't it? If you look at the, uh, the, our travails this season, we've, we've not struggled against the bigger sides. We've not struggled against the sides who are, pu- are prepared to play a little bit more progressively against us. I know Brighton was probably not the best example of that, but they got every man behind the ball. The difference about the Champions League is is this psychological element because it's away from the... Uh, you know, the drudgery of the Premier League. Um, the players are not carrying all that baggage. It's just a different competition. So I think what we've got to do is try um, to get key players back because if you get Fabinho back and you get Jota back and you get Mane back and Ali back, um, certainly three of those may well be back. Uh, for the City game tomorrow, then you just start to give a slight improvement. The other thing to say, Matt, is that 
we've bought two centre halves. We've bought uh, Ben Davis from Preston, who's twenty five year old, solid defender. We don't know whether he can make the step up in quality from the Championship level. But we've bought also Ozan Kabak from Schalke, uh, who's a young player but a very talented player. Is there not an argument, particularly given what we've said about our difficulties in catching City this year, to throwing in at least one or possibly both of those in order to get Fabinho and Henderson back in midfield? I like that thinking, actually, because what you've got to remember, we haven't only just had a... Uh, no defensive season. We we haven't had a, had our best midfield because Fabino have had to play the majority of games at centre back, and Henderson's now played probably as the main centre half. Yeah, a third third of his games uh, at centre back now as well. So I think it just depends on a number of factors, to be honest, James, because it depends on how well they've settled in over the past week. It depends on how how well they've trained. Um, so I, I don't really have the answers to them questions, but. If they're looking good in training and they're looking steady, then absolutely putting one of them in at centre back might might free up Henderson in, in midfield, which I think would only benefit us against Man City. We were looking at the clip. Was it was it you and I, Paddy, looking at the the clips on Kabak? He looks a bit like an, um, a Lovren style player, doesn't he? He looks he gets stuck in, so he looks like a like a baby Degsy, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he looks looks quite aggressive. Yeah, it looks like he, yeah yeah sometimes plays with his just like emotions rather than like his head Do you know I mean he's, he's very yeah. like he seems to attack the ball yeah that doesn't um, fill me with much confidence though I was hoping that you were going to say that you looked at some mesmerising clips and all you've got got to describe is it looks a bit like a Lovren <laughs> well, well you know it was <laughs> like, like well like yeah without yeah Lovren was an interesting one because he had all the attributes on his day he was a good defender wasn't he Bronx he was, Barrow, he was quite it? aggressive yeah. and he was quite good at duels like he'd He'd have a go with anyone, really, wouldn't he? In in the uh, even though he wasn't the tallest, he could still wasn't a problem in the air, even though yeah, um, you know he was quite strong, he was quite fast, he had quite good combative yeah. attributes. It's just that he lost his head every now and again. He was always prone to like something a bit rash or yeah. mistiming something. Concentration wasn't it with him. Yeah, but James, I think just coming back to your question that you asked Matt, I think it'd be high risk to put the two new signings in, in at centre-back. And I say that because you, you have to ensure that there's some um, stability within that defence. Putting new, two new players into that system would be too risky, in my view. I can see the argument more for one of them coming in just to um, allow Henderson to move up. Um, but two new faces in that, in that defensive unit, especially in circumstances when you've got arguably the best strike force or attacking force in the Premier League so I don't know if that's what you're suggest, uh, suggesting that Liverpool do but if you are I think you're going to I think you're, um, you're wrong on I think one out of the two should come in in defence because I think it's absolutely essential to get Henderson back in that midfield I think we need either Henderson or Fab back in midfield obviously Fab's still injured at the moment so I would bring one of the centre-halves in um, which one? Well, this is <laughs> well, it. This is where I'm sitting on the bench. He has to be to the training. As unknown to me as uh, the Charlton defender, to be honest, because I have no idea what both of them are like. So it's just as equally rolling the dice in both of them. But if you've got Nat Phillips playing centre half as well, by the sounds of these clips that Paddy and Matt have been watching, it could have you could have the Legion of Doom at the at centre halves. Yeah, yeah. So it could be. Um, 
it could be quite risky, but I just think it's so important to get our midfield back to to to, to the consistency and of what we had last season. Henderson is so important going forward, breaking things up in the midfield. And I think he's the key. Once we get him back in midfield, then Liverpool like may that. get more yeah. opportunities. Yeah. I like that. Who are Demolition Brothers? They're the ones with the spikes on top yeah, of the Yeah, they're the spikes. Yeah. <laughs> the leaders. No, I like... Who is it? Demolition Brothers. I agree. I say Demolition Brothers. Demolition Brothers. There's no time right now, Pat, is there? There's no time right now. Yeah, I think I think they've got a blood they've got a blood one in because we've got we've got big games coming up. There's no like you you look at the next game, Leicester, you look at um Leipzig, Everton, there's no easy easy way in. So they've just one of them's gotta be thrown in and given a go and then you you put someone who's who's played quite a lot in that back line with them. So like Fabino. Fabino and a new centre back for me works perfectly because you've still got that bit of consistency, but then you've also given one of the new uh, centre halves uh, you know, a chance. And then if he plays well, then, yeah, we can look, the then we can look in a couple of weeks to put the other centre half in and maybe then put Fabino in midfield. But for the yeah, moment, you I think you've got, you've got to give one of them a chance there because what have we got to lose? Yeah. Well, well, we getting, haven't got getting much beat, time. Getting beat six nil with an unstable new back line. That's well, the I'm going to say put one, put one player in. I think you you fall that anyway, demolition no. man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether there's some. I think Klopp will go for um, the same back line as Brighton. I don't think he will gamble putting one of them in, given that they've not even had one week of training. Well, it is a gamble, though, Andy, isn't it? To play. Uh, I'm saying that he won't go with the gamble, James. The, I'm saying he the, won't do it the, because both, it's risky. They're both match fit. They've both played nearly 20 games this season. And so they've got that game time rhythm. If they don't play for a couple of weeks, then they'll lose that again. Good, good there's point. no rhythm. There's no rhythm with this team. That's why I'm saying you just bring one in with a bit of consistency. I thought you were for that. Well, they've got no, two because they've brought good, them in. One. Sorry, James, go on. The, sorry, they brought them in as emergency signings, haven't they? So uh, it doesn't make any sense not to play them. I think Paddy's idea is perfect. Despite the temptation to get Fabinho back into the midfield, let's actually bring him back if he's fit tomorrow in, into the centre-half position and play Ozan Kabat with him. He's a, experienced, even though he's only 20 Bundesliga defender which gives him a slight advantage over Ben Davis even though he's not native he has played at the top level which will have included playing in the Champions League and the Europa League you've also then got Hendo in the midfield possibly sitting with Thiago who can keep an eye on him that should be um, uh, the best way to go I think I I like that it's not when you say emergency players brought in I don't think they were brought in to go straight into that team. Weren't they brought in? Well, we ultimately don't know what Klopp's intentions were, but my understanding is that he's brought them in to offer that squad. So, for example, Nat Phillips and Henderson, that combination can't keep holding for four or five, six games. So you need those four centre-halves in order to rotate. So my view is that there ought to be a bit more of an incremental introduction. So you'd bring them in, let's say... At an appropriate stage of the game, just to ease them into that Liverpool team, as against to what it seems that you're proposing, is just to launch them straight into to arguably the biggest game of the season. 
Well, he needs to have a look at them, doesn't he, Andy? He needs to have a look at Kabak and see how he is. I mean, you could see him in, in the training videos on LFC TV that he, he was managing to Meg's uh, Trent on two occasions. Is that enough evidence for you then? <laughs> it isn't really, but uh, <laughs> um, um, I, I just think that um, Klopp has to have a look at it and, and see what he can see in training. They've both had the uh, the video now, apparently, uh, so they know how we play if we didn't already. I think um, you've. I think what's really driving the, uh, us as fans mad at the moment is not having our midfield. And I think Fabinho is a midfielder. Um, I think Henderson is a midfielder. We need to get midfielders back in midfield and centre-half playing in defence. And, um, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, you know, we've lost games already this season. I mean, let's not forget we've lost two consecutive games at home in the Premier League to shite teams. Well, I mean, it's wrong to say Brighton are shite, but um, certainly Burnley. Um, you know, very limited, limited opposition compared to what we have at our disposal. So, you know, it can't get much worse. I mean, um, I would stick, I would stick Kabak in, um, provided he looks fit on the basis that it's, it, you know, defending is a team job. So you'll have Henderson in front of him chaperoning you'll have Fabinho who's hopefully going to be fit guiding him I think the sooner that happens the better for the rest of the season because you look at the remaining 16 games that we've got um, we've got obviously Man City coming up next then we've got Leicester away um, which uh, you know you wouldn't imagine that we'd have any difficulties in terms of in terms of playing in in that game we're going to play Everton at home. That's not uh, not going to be a low-block situation, I wouldn't have thought, but it'll be a tight game. Sheffield uh, United away. We then got Fulham on the 6th of March. That That is going to be a tricky one because it's a, it's going to be a low-block, low-ambition, relegation-threatened side. We've got Wolves away next. Chelsea at home. Arsenal away coming into April. Villa at home. They'll probably play a little bit more offensively. Leeds away. Then we've got Newcastle at home on the 24th of April, so that's another problem game. Um, and then we've got the, the last five fixtures of the Premier League season, away at United, home to Southampton, away to West Brom, away to Burnley, and at home to Crystal Palace. So you, you probably look at the Palace, Newcastle and Fulham games all at Anfield where we might struggle to break them down. But hopefully we're going to have Jota back, Mane is going to come back into the side. Hopefully, Naby Keita might play sometime this year. Um, there's no reason why, if we can get over those three difficult fixtures, we we can't start to piece together slightly better form. Mm. Um, turning to you, Fran, for the City game. Um, I mean, is there any reason why we can't win this match? City are in an unbelievable form, but they don't like playing us. Definitely not. Of course, we can win. We. We can do what we consistently we do. We just we can perform really well and dismantle and take City apart on our day because we're we're a quality team. But at the end of the day, it's a little bit of luck, isn't it, in a big game? And equally, it's about the players turning up because we, we've not even talked about yet like the, what, what the midfield would be against City because Andy and I were laughing during the Brighton game, probably the only part of the game because. Shaq looks looked like he, he'd had 10 pints of beer 
and smoked a doobie <laughs> at one stage. Yeah. You're just like tired. <laughs> so he looked mentally tired, but he also looked physically tired, and and and. Um, Firmino looked tired as well, so... So I, that's because he's only played four games in four seasons. I know, but this is an interesting point, is that, of course, Liverpool can win and we can we can have a really good performance against City. Equally, we can get beat by him. But I think there's, you know, it depends on what the lineup is and, and how we perform. Are we still tired from the Brighton game? There's not been a lot of time to get it right in training, plus have a break and turn up in a big game. But I'm hoping we I mean, can because your, that's what your, Liverpool fans will always believe we can win every game. It's, and yeah, it's pretty. What's um, your team then, guys? Sorry, Matt. What's what 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 what's your lineup? What what, what sort of? Um, what, I mean, I know we've discussed defensively, but what's your midfield? If he's if he's good enough, I'd go Kabak and Fabino at centre back and put Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Thiago in midfield. Obviously, Mane back in. Uh, that would be in an ideal. It's in an ideal world. Uh, but I don't know. We, you know, there's massive question marks about Quebec. We don't know. Now, can I, I just want to make a point on that one. I know it's slightly. I know we've kind of covered it, but only ten minutes late with this man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be. I think it's <laughs> going to be quite hard with the, the defenders coming in because we our defense play in a certain way. So I do agree with Andy because we we do play at that high line, and I know that they were tutored with some sort of video, weren't they, of how how our defense works. So. There may be some sort of adaptation yeah, Matt, to them defenders for the next few weeks. You, I'm glad that you agree with me, because as soon as I said my point, James and Fran jumped up. But, but if Kabak's good enough and he's doing well in training, then I'd, I'd, I'd throw him in to free up Henderson, that's all I'm saying. Isn't that, isn't that Phillips more reliable? We know what he's, his makeup is about. It just seems to me, not to labour this, this debate, that he's a bit of an unknown quantity. I know, but City don't really offer any aerial threat, you see, and... I feel like maybe their, more quick at the back. Yeah, I think with their intricate players, that maybe Nat Phillips may find himself Unstuck, on yeah. his butt a few times. I think, uh, I think there's obvious skinned. Yeah. So I think if you look at Kabak just quickly on that point, um, if he's fit, um, he's played at the top level. I mean, he's able to look to his what to his left or to his right. I don't know which side he plays on, and see where the defensive line is. Um, he's got Fabinho hopefully next to him and he's got Henderson in front of him. I mean, uh, you know, um, it is a bit of a gamble, but then if, if, it, if it comes off, you look at that team, you've got Henderson, Thiago and Wijnaldum in midfield, you've got Mane back in the front three. We're, we're, we're pretty much full throttle there, aren't we? So... It's just that issue. Whereas, if you, as you say, you put Nat Phillips in and Henderson at the back, and um, you're losing something from your midfield. And City have got very tricky, fast players, haven't they? Offensively, so it's um, it's going to be a game. I think where we're, we're going to be very, very competitive. I think the problems we've had this season have been against low block teams, primarily at Anfield. So I think we can pretty much expect there's going to be a performance a la West Ham. And the Tottenham games, so hopefully it's one where we can, we can, we can enjoy it and we can get a good result. Yeah, I think James, we have to just follow up on that. I think we all, every player needs to be on. It's an obvious point, isn't it? But they all need to play eight, eights or nines to get a result against City. I think if there's any malaise or any dip in form with any of the key positions, we lose against City in my view because they're going to come and perform well on Sunday, and Liverpool have to get back to those levels which we've seen last year and also in in parts this year. They have to be all on it. 
The full backs I mean, have got to be on it. They've got to be relentless. The front three, in particular, Firmino, yeah. who we praised at West Ham and Tottenham, has taken one step forward and about 25 steps back because he was so wasteful and you can't afford to do that against City. Well, I, I was speaking to my mate, uh, Pete Logan. You've got no mates. Uh, yeah, I've got no mates, yeah. And he was saying, he, he was making an interesting point, actually. I think this, 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 if you compare us to Man City, you make the comparison, this coronavirus and all these injuries have probably affected us, would affect us more than it would for Man City because uh, we play so much more intense. We, we, we play of intensity, pressing and, and drive. And I know Man City do have some of their, some, some of their qualities. So it's going back to this, 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 this thing about the coronavirus and taking our heartbeat, take, taking almost like the heartbeat out of us, I think it has. And, and if you add that onto the injuries as well, um, It'd be interesting I think to it's see. much more difficult. For, I don't know, I always rely upon Paddy upon any stats, like he's this... Um, and well of, of all different stats but it'd be interesting to see this time compared to last year how many games we played because there's this comparison this year with Covid and the su- suggestion that the Liverpool team are playing far in excess of what they ordinarily would do in a given season but I think if you probably look at the comparison from last year to this year I don't think there'd be any significant difference there's Maybe like, I think there's like three or four three or four games league games yeah okay but I think prob- the only difference may be the fact that the games seems to have been closed in together so you got three or yeah. four day rest period but yeah you know for a top team for a top squad you want you should be able to compete on all different fronts and if you're averaging say how I don't know how many games you have a season I don't think you can always rely upon sort of the COVID tiredness point I think it becomes a bit of an easy an easy way out an explanation for this sort of I think team. it just takes a bit of our heart out though more than other teams but I don't know the fan point I think is it I, no, I, think, it just, I, think, the, I think it's just took a little bit more of a heart out than, than, than other teams but you're right I don't know if that's just us coming from a kind of a biased point of view but no, there's no, there's it no just way, seems there's no way we go three games without scoring at Anfield if there's a crowd there yeah you know, the quality we've this got. is the type of they give them that lift yeah. they, the, 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 they've been told for years to win the league with Liverpool there's going to be massive celebration there wasn't one in fact they had to wait a couple of months and stay fit and be mentally prepared to win the title whenever Whenever it was to come back, and it and it took it took a while to come back, and there was all the things like null and void, all that all that crap and stuff, and then it started again, and we got over the line, we had a bit of a celebration, but it, it wasn't what it would be like, and then we were told, okay, well let's let's go win it again so you can do it properly, and then we've just been decimated with Impressive, with injuries yeah. and bad luck, and yeah. the fans come back a little bit, and then it got worse again over the winter, and it's just. It, it, I think it's been harder for this Liverpool team because they they are a family and, and, a, and a heartbeat and, and they miss the fans and it's, it's, it's the way we play we play with energy they feed, yeah. they feed off that and there's there's no way we have the slump we've had at home in particular without the fans no way yeah. and all that guys just to just to finish off goes out of the window all of the difficulties the malaise uh, the, the, the football depression that we've had at Anfield goes out of the window against City because it's a completely different game. I mean, City are going to come at us. They're going to play for, out from the back, which gets the pressing game going from the off. Thiago's going to be up for it. As I said, Mane hopefully will be fit. Fabinho will be fit. Ali will be back in. Let's just go and enjoy this game and win and then try and keep winning game by game. And as the, the games go by, hopefully Kabak uh, gets settled into the team and hopefully key personnel return so that we can have a really strong end to the season. 
Guys, thanks very much for joining me. Let's hope we can get that win against City tomorrow and bring the uh, gap between the two teams down to four points. This season's been difficult, but it's far from over. Up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>